It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Time to turn on the Shark Spotlight. Fabian Zetterland is in the spotlight with us. Came to the San Jose Sharks in 2023 from the New Jersey Devils in a big, big trade that involved Timo Meyer, Scott Harrington, Nikita Ochochuk, Shakir Muhammadulian, Andreas Johnson and three Devils draft picks. That's a, a lot of people to be involved in a trade with, Fabian, but we're really glad to have you with the San Jose Sharks. Is it everything you expected? I mean, first of all, uh, National Hockey League is, is the biggest league in the world, and uh, that always been my dream when since I was was a kid, you know? And uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I didn't have... I only expected it would be, like, tough the hardest league and all all those kind of stuff but uh yeah uh, i mean it's it's one of the funniest league i've been in and uh, everything is so professional and uh, everything goes so fast out there you know and uh, uh, it's a lot of great players and uh yeah so uh, it's it's for sure a, a fun league to play in well how did you start playing hockey how old were you and where did it happen so I took my first step uh, steps on the ice when I was two. I heard from my parents, uh, and uh, then I started playing in a in a team when I was uh, five. Uh, my dad was my coach in that team, and uh, and yeah, he he kept kept uh, kept coaching me until I was uh, fourteen or something. Then I start playing with the older guys and stuff like that, and they had like. Uh, like real coaches there and stuff. And um, yeah, and I uh, just kept going, playing in uh, Sweden, uh, Fariestad here uh, for almost the whole whole time. Um, and then I start signed my contract there and uh, uh, with a big club here in Sweden. Uh, and then uh, I start playing pro hockey. Now, you mentioned that your dad was a coach. Did he play hockey growing up? Was he a professional or was he just a dad that was helping out uh, coaching? He was actually playing, uh, but not on a high level. Uh, I think he played Division One or two or something, uh, but uh, not, on a, not on the high level. No. And how many people are in your family? Uh, we're four, mom, dad, and sister. One sister. And she older or younger than you? Uh, younger. And uh, is she an athlete as well? Uh, she played soccer, but then uh, she quit because of her knee. So, well, that happens, and of course, you have some experience with knee injuries too. So it must run in the yeah. family. I know, yeah, never T good. Tell us about that when you do get injured, and you know you're you're coming along as a player, and then suddenly your body betrays you. I mean, you're used to having everything work really well, and every, it responds the way you like, and then all of a sudden you get a a serious injury like the knee injury you suffered in Fariestad when you were playing there. Give us an idea of how that affects you mentally, emotionally, but also uh, what it teaches you about the nature of your career. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember when I got it. Uh, it was it was tough. Um, I know I I I don't gonna play hockey for I at least nine months. You know. Uh, wow. And it was it was uh, it was hard for me, but I had people around me. You know, my family supported me, my my teammates here, and the coach coaches and every everyone was just just helping me with everything. Just. Uh, yeah, everything uh, I needed help with, you know, um, because it was it wasn't that funny every time to go to the rink and and just sit on that bike or uh, or do something as exercise in the gym. Uh, it wasn't that funny all the time, but I mean, I got so many good people around me, and uh, and uh, yeah, they supported me pretty well. Yeah. And it also shows the value in professional hockey, certainly of trainers like Ray Tufts, who who uh, spends time behind the scenes with the Sharks, working with all the players and doing things with you guys that actually helps prevent injury, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, they do a really good job there, the whole staff. Uh, I mean, uh, I saw a couple of guys who was injured this season. I mean, uh, you got a lot of help with them, you know, uh, almost like uh, having more fun outside, you know, like uh, they they joke around like uh, almost every, every time they go into the rink, you know, and, and that's what you need too, you know, you don't, you you know, you don't want to play anymore this, that season or in the next nine months, you know, so you have to have to focus to get back and, uh, and uh, have fun too. You're from Karlstad, which is a city of about 95,000, an amalgamation of a whole bunch of other towns that uh, they grew into a one city together. And I see that it's on the water. Are you interested in uh, in boating, getting on the water and, and being involved in that when the when the weather's nice? I mean, not really jumping on the on a boat. I'm more like a tanning guy who likes to lay out here outside here and just tanning and then then go in the lake sometimes. Uh, but uh, I mean, uh, I'm more like a tanning guy and I uh, like to be in the sun. Now in the summertime in Sweden, what time does it get dark where you live? Uh, around uh, 9.30, 10. So it's, it's, uh, it's not quite uh, far up the, as some of the other places in Sweden where it's almost 24 hours a day where it's, where it's, where it's light. Yeah, I know that's 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 too far up for me. <laughs> that's like that's like Lulia or someplace up there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what were the favorite teams and the favorite players you had when you were growing up? I mean, obviously you started as a young player. Your dad uh, played at a reasonably high level, so you had probably some favorites in the Swedish league too. But uh, uh, how closely when did you start uh, following NHL hockey, and who were your favorites? Yeah, I mean um, my. Uh, my favorite team was my my team here, uh, and uh, of, of course I had uh, some NHL teams too. But uh, uh, the biggest one was here. I wanted to play in front of the fans here. I went to every single game, I think, and uh, I went down to the like the hallway after the games and asked for sticks and autograph and everything. And and uh, yeah, now when I'm here at the rink and we're um, practicing, uh, I see some kids uh, come coming to us and just be like who who I was when I was in that age, you know. And that's that's kind of funny too, you know. And and of course, uh, I had some um, some favorite team in the NHL too. I like to watch uh, Washington Capitals a lot. Uh, I watch uh, Wetchkin a lot too. Uh, how he skates and how he shot shoot the puck, you know, and everything. Uh, I would say that, yeah. Well, that's 
perhaps the greatest goal scorer in the history of the National Hockey League. At least he's headed in that direction as we conduct this interview. Um, he also is somebody you played against as a member of the New Jersey Devils a reasonable amount of time since uh, they're a divisional rival. What was it like to actually play against the guy that you looked up to so much? Yeah, that was special. I mean, I think it was more special to see him on uh, on the warm-up. Uh, I was like, wow. Uh, but then, then you get more used to it, or how you say it. Uh, and in the game, it was like more uh, so many people out there. So you just you just focus on your own and just play your game. And uh, But sometimes I was like, when I was sitting on the bench, I saw like... I looked at him a couple of times and just saw how he how he react and how he did everything out there. And it was pretty cool. That's another thing. They they tell me that nobody hits as hard as he does, too. Yeah, I would say that he's uh, he's big and he's uh, probably one of the strongest in the league. By the time you got there, obviously, you had established yourself. But uh, when did you come to the realization that you had the talent to perhaps go far in the game of hockey. How old were you and who was telling you that? That's a big question. Uh, it's a good one, actually. Um, I had a coach when I was younger. Uh, he was like straight and hard. Uh, but at the, at the same time, he, he could like joke around with us when I was like, I think, 14 to 15 or something. Um, he was like always telling us like to have fun and just be like serious when the puck drops and all that kind of stuff. And, and I took that with me, like almost a, a, my whole career, you know, like uh, since, since I signed my pro pro contract. Um, I mean, I, I always been like a player who play with older, older people. And uh, that's how, how I grow, grew my game. You know, uh, I think I had like uh, a play with like, three or four years older than me uh, sometimes and it wasn't hard it, it was hard sometimes you know uh you were like a little kid and play with like guys who who uh, actually are like men's you know uh, uh so yeah it was it was hard sometimes but uh when i looked back it was like yeah, really important for me to to grow well, you always had good stock. I mean, you're 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 a pretty uh, bulky guy in great shape, and you're hard to knock down. I suppose that that was probably a reason why some people thought that you could play with the older guys. But uh, it looks to me like you played your first Swedish hockey league game. You were about seventeen, right? Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, that's that's right. that's pretty darn young to play at the highest level of Swedish hockey. What was that experience like? That one game that you played. Yeah, first of all, I re I remember it was like yesterday. Uh, I was so nervous before that game. Uh, I was actually sitting in the U18, and then we have U20, and then we have the the big clubs. I was sitting in the U18 locker room, and uh, the coach came in and asked me, like, yeah, I want to have you in the lineup uh, for tomorrow's game or something. And uh, I was like, wow, Jesus. So I, and I was just dressing, dressing up and play that game. And, uh, yeah, there was... It was amazing to play uh, in front of all the fans and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was it was a really cool feeling. That had to be a big moment for your mom and dad, too. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, they were like almost crying when when they when they knew I was going to play that game. 
Well, then you moved on. You spent several years with Faryastad, and by that time, the New Jersey Devils were drafting you in the National Hockey League, 63rd overall in uh, 2017. Did you have any indication that you were going to get drafted? Did you did you talk to a lot of teams in the interviews? How did that experience go? And were you at the draft when it happened? Yeah, I talked to a couple couple teams. Uh, I had a feeling I gonna go around the ninety to one hundred thirty or something. Uh, I remember I talked to my agent a lot about it, and he said, "No, stay at home and just just work out and do your do your thing." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." That was like that was something I, I listened to, and I was like, "Okay." And then I was watching it on on the TV, and uh, and. Uh, I that was the second day of the draft too, and uh, everything goes so quick. And I just saw my name down there. Actually, my friend saw my name, and I, and he was like, "Oh, now, now it was you." And I was like, "Oh, really? Yeah, cool." <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was nice. Yeah, that has to feel pretty good to be told that uh, a team from the National Hockey League, the best league in the world, wanted you. Uh, how quickly did it take uh, for them to actually call you? And who did you talk to right away? Uh, I remember they. they they texted me first and then they called me uh, about uh, thanks like for we drafted you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, like uh, enjoy like the night and all that kind of stuff. And and then they sent me the everything for for dev camp and all that kind of stuff. And then then I went over. Well, and then you went over and you had your first NHL training camp. And of course, the New Jersey Devils have an excellent tradition over the course of many years uh, of having an excellent club. You were coming in at a time when they were starting to retool a little bit. What's the difference for a young guy from Sweden to come over here and play the North American style of hockey? How well did you adapt to it and how quickly did it take you to adjust? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say... It was it was hard for me to come over. Uh, I didn't know anything about the U.S. I I just been there a couple times with the national team, uh, and uh, I mean I I I didn't know like where to live and where to go and all that kind of stuff. Like I mean like restaurants uh, and all that stuff. You know like where the hotel is, and I didn't know anything. And uh, but it was it was pretty easy when I came over. Uh, they helped me a lot and I had a Swedish guy with me and he played um, uh, five years with uh, in the in college so he he kind of knew everything around so I followed him for a couple of months and then he showed me around everything and like the language and all that kind of stuff too was hard and he he helped me a lot and uh, and I'm pretty happy for that right now which player was that uh, Ludwig Larsson he's playing in uh, Orebro in uh, Sweden right now yeah, that's not too far from where you grew up, is it? Maybe an hour or two drive? Yeah, it's an, it's an hour, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's another real hockey hotbed in Sweden. Uh, the other yeah. thing about moving here and, and all the things you talk about, uh, you also have to adjust to the fact that you're not necessarily going to waltz in here and play for the New Jersey Devils. You know, you ended up going back to the Al Svenskan for a little bit, and then you ended up playing in the American Hockey League for Binghamton and also for Utica. In fact, uh, leading up to uh, 21-22, you played some games in Utica. What's the experience like for a player, and how do how do teams deal with the fact that they're reassigning you, but they're not telling you they don't believe in you. They're doing it because they want you to improve and they want you to be a National Hockey League player. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I came over, I didn't have any expect uh, expectations. You know, I 
I had an injury when when I got when I came over, and uh, they didn't let me play uh, a lot because I had I had a knee surgery and all that kind of stuff. So they they just played me like one game at a time, and I was like. Uh, I was like, I remember I was pretty pissed and I was like asking them why I, I don't in the lineup. And they were like, we just gonna take take your time because you had a big surgery and everything and you just, just got back. And I was like, okay. I, then I understood what's what's uh, their plan was. And uh, yeah, and then I, I played a couple of games uh, some, some years in the A. Uh, sorry uh some some uh, years in the hl and uh i was i was that was good for me to to build up my uh my strengths and all that kind of stuff uh so i when i came to the national hockey league i i was uh i was ready for it you know so so yeah that was that was good for me to play in the a before i came to the nhl yeah, you really blossomed in 21-22. You scored 24 goals for the Utica Comets, and your coach there was Kevin Deneen, who played in the NHL for, for quite a long time. Did it help having a coach that had that NHL experience to play for? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he, he kind of knew everything around, you know, how, how we felt uh, after games, if we needed one more day off or something like that. You know, he, he'd been in the same situation. That's uh, That's something important, yeah. So I want to talk about the kind of player that you are. San Jose Sharks fans got a little taste of that. Your first partial season with the team when you were acquired from New Jersey. But uh, tell us that, that if, if you're playing the, your best hockey, what do we see? We see a, a powerful uh, forward. And it's going to take the puck to the net and uh, create some chaos there and uh, and uh, take a lot of shots. Uh, uh, from a distance and from, uh, yeah, and just going to put the puck uh, back out on that. Where do you have to work to establish that on a more consistent basis in the NHL? I work on that every day uh, when I go on the ice with the, with the, my with some other players here. Uh, we work on a lot of, uh, like, uh, shot tips and uh, uh, from like some shots from distance from uh, all the kind of angles you know um, and also work really hard on the skating um, I've been uh, I did be earlier this summer I was skating with a skating uh, uh, skills company who called the GRM uh, and uh, I work on my edge inside outside and uh, all those kind of kind of things you you need to have like so you don't uh, so you don't like uh, more uh, so you got a better glide you know when you so you don't get tired that often you know uh, you can glide more on your edges which is which is important you know uh, so you don't get gassed out there after 15 uh, 15 seconds or something well one thing that i notice is, is that national hockey league players work very very hard at real basics of the game whether it's your edge work that you talked about your your body strength whether it's your position on the ice whether it's uh, making sure that uh, that you have your sticks in the right spot and a lot of young players think that you guys just just do it because you're great at it but it really does take a lot of work even after you get to the nhl doesn't it 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we're doing it. We, we're great at it, uh, first of all, but it, you can also be better at it, you know? Uh, that's why we're doing it. Uh, because it's the game is so fast and you need to be faster than the game sometimes, you know? And, uh, and that's why we're doing it, yeah. You're listening to the Shark Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Fabian Zetterland is with us in the shark spotlight. And uh, Fabian, I wanted to talk to you about playing for your national team. You got a chance to do that a couple of years in the world junior tournament, playing for team Sweden. You scored a couple of goals in that tournament over your two years. Uh, Tell us what it means to, to play for the Trey Kroner and what those tournaments were like. Yeah, they were, uh, when I got the call from the coach there, uh, I was pretty happy about it because I, I I never played with the with the yeah the free owner before uh, and uh, that was uh, something special when I put that jersey on for the first time and, and that was a really funny tournament to play the world championship and that's something I want to do again. Well, you'll have an opportunity, obviously, at some point in your career, but you also want to play for the Stanley Cup. And you're coming to an organization that uh, that is looking to get back to the Stanley Cup. You were playing for a team that was building to that. You have a lot of experience in that area. Do you think that that helps you as you get to this next challenge of your NHL career, that you've been through that a little bit with the Devils and you can help the Sharks get to where they need to be? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been in almost all kind of situations in in my career uh uh of course i want to go to go to the playoffs uh we are gonna push for a playoff spot this year uh, i hope so and uh, we we have our good team for it too uh so yeah playoff it's uh, definitely uh definitely something we're looking for well, you played for Lindy Ruff for a couple of years for the Devils, and then you came here to the Sharks. And it's a it's a pretty big shock, actually, to get traded for a lot of players. And you were part of a gigantic trade that brought Timo Meyer over to New Jersey. How did that affect you? Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of hard for me, you know. Uh, I didn't know like where to go and all this kind of stuff. I was uh, a little bit confused sometimes, but. Uh, it was uh, I, everything went so fast. Uh, I got a lot of help from San, San Jose, which was uh, which was unreal. You know, they helped me with everything to where to live, and uh, they gave me a car and all this kind of stuff. So, so yeah, it, it was uh, it was uh, easy, but not easy. You know what I mean? It was uh, hard to we played a different system in San Jose than we did in New Jersey. All those kind of stuff and. Uh, but uh, I'm more prepared this uh, this uh, season. Uh, what was so different about the way the Sharks are trying to play? Um, I think they're like letting the forward play forward more, and and uh, I think uh, New Jersey don't really have a forward. Uh, a centerman, they they just the first guy get back or something like that. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, you only played 22 games last year after the trade with the Sharks and the Devils, but you had 22 games to watch a pretty magical year by Eric Carlson, your countryman. Uh, give us your thought on what it was uh, like to be a teammate and to see him do some of the magic that he performed last year. Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, that was pretty cool when uh, 
when I shake his hands the, the first time I got traded, uh, he was he was easy to talk to. Uh, he welcomed me so good. Uh, even on the road trip, he wanted to go for a Swedish dinner every time, and he was like texting me and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, it was it was cool to see him on the ice and what he and also off the ice what he's doing every day and to be so good and like uh, some some things he does he he can do on the ice it's just something different so uh, yeah it was cool to play with him for sure yeah and it also had to help that you had Andreas Johnson come with you and a couple of guys Nikita Ochochuk who played a little bit with the Devils came over to the organization uh, it does help when you know people but did you know anybody else on the Sharks besides that before you came here Actually, I, I didn't know a single one. Uh, I knew I knew a couple of guys, but I didn't like talk. I haven't talked to them before, you know. Uh, Liam Blom was one of them. I, I knew who he was, but I never met him before. And uh, he was also a nice guy too. He was so easy to talk to. I I got a chance to sit beside him in the locker room. It was easy, and he welcomed me so good too. And uh, and yeah, like like you said, uh, I, I went with Nikita and. Uh, and uh, Johnson there too and me and Johnson spent a lot of time together too and it was it was easy when when uh, he got in the trade too with me and uh, we we helped each other a lot did you get a sense that playing in the western conference is a little different just simply because of the travel the fact that uh, new jersey plays so many teams that are so close yeah it was a little bit different a uh, little bit longer trips uh, or it could be shorter too but uh, uh, but you get more used to it the uh, more you do that. You're listening to the Shark Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. We're talking to Fabian Zetterland of the San Jose Sharks, who will play his first full season with the team in 2023-24. Tell us about your goals for this season. You you have already mentioned that you and your teammates are going to push as hard as you can to get the Sharks back to the playoffs. Um, how do you like the way things are composed to, to help you do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it looks really good on the paper right now. Uh I would say we for sure are gonna push for a playoff spot. That's good. That's have to be our goal from from the start. You know, uh, I think uh, we gotta have a really good training camp. You know, uh, everyone have to be dialed in and uh, know where where we're gonna go, and so everyone is going on the right direction. You know, and uh, and yeah, I think that's that's gonna be our goal for the first uh, first year. The impression that you get from, you know, just observing the team every day in the dressing room and seeing the way you guys play on the ice is that win or lose, regardless, you guys like playing with each other. Um, you enjoy the the process of working together. Uh, you've got uh, a coaching staff that's easy to work with. And, and uh, Logan Couture seems like a really good captain to keep everybody on the right page when it comes to challenging times in the season. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, uh, Logan is, was easy too when I met him the first time. Uh, he welcomed me really good, and he was he. I can see he's a, he's a leader, and he's been in this league and in that locker room for a long time, and he knows exactly how to get better and how to get the team going and all this kind of stuff. And he he knew how to handle new people too. And uh, yeah, I I really appreciate that he did for me. 
Well, I'd like to know a little bit more about Fabian Zetterland off the ice. So what other hobbies do you have? What do you enjoy doing when you're not playing hockey? When I'm not playing hockey, I like to hang out with some friends, uh, spend spend time with my family, uh, watching some TV shows, video games, and uh, for sure tanning a little bit too. Well, obviously so. And uh, the other thing is, is that uh, you have to be on your own, obviously, when you become a professional. Are you a good cook by any chance? I am, yeah. So tell me about that. What do you like to cook? Uh, rice and uh, and sausage. Is, it's like a stroganoff, you call it. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my meal, my to-go meal. That's that, that's your go-to meal. That's that's really yeah. cool. And uh, it's a big deal, isn't it? Paying attention to nutrition. That you know, we talk about training and we talk about preventive medicine and working with uh, with the trainers to make sure that you prevent uh, injuries that could happen by the way you train. But also, what about the role of nutrition in your life? Yeah, I mean, I I take care really care of my body. You know. Uh, I I got some uh, some really good stuff I I need to take to to like uh, be a better player and to stay healthy you know uh, I know what to to put in my mouth to to like uh, to grow uh, or how you say it I mean uh, to be to be uh, like uh, to have the focus uh, for a whole day you know it's a long day and you get tired and uh, I know what to do to to be like happy and uh, not tired every day. And also you're going to be playing in a, in an atmosphere SAP center that has a devoted uh, group of fans. Did you enjoy coming to the building and playing here? Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was really cool to step, uh, step out the uh, shark, the shark head there. Uh, that was really, really cool. And, uh, and yeah, I actually looking forward to it. Well, everybody's looking forward to having you and uh, Fabian, we really, really appreciate the time today. We're looking forward to having several years with you in a Sharks uniform and uh, becoming a valuable member of the team, which you already are. Thanks a lot for joining us today. And we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thank you. There's always something to talk about whenever we have one of these Sharks spotlight features. And we really enjoyed our time today with Fabian Zetterland. I'm Dan Rusinowski. Thank you for being with us. The Shark Spotlight is a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.